praise God. I'm so glad you're all here. You decided to come out, spend your night on Wednesday night, just coming to hear the word. We got a good house full here tonight. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't believe you're going to be disappointed. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, we can never praise the Lord enough. We just praise him. It's good to see you guys. We just praise him, and then we keep praising him. He loves it. God loves to be praised, and it works to our good too. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we've been hearing a lot lately from the pulpit about our identity, you know, and who do we identify with? You know, are we identifying with the word? And so tonight, um, God's just given me a word about our thought life. That's something to think about, isn't it? Praise the Lord. So as Christians, how we see ourselves just depends on how much of the word gets deposited in us. You know, that's how we ought to think. It's like the word. So God, first of all, let me just say this. God made us a spirit man, amen? When, when we were born, we were born a spirit man. That's who we really are. That's who we identify with. And our soul, we were, born, uh, we were born a spirit, but we were put in a body with a soul. We have a soul and we live in a body, amen? So a lot of times I think we get confused on who we are and we think just about this body and this flesh, but we're really a spirit man in here. And we have a soul and that's what this is up here, our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's all right up here in our mind. That's what, what our soul is. Well, when we got born again, do you know our soul didn't get saved? Dang it. You know what? I wonder, why couldn't that happen? Because that's where all of our concern is. That's what messes us up. Because we, we up here, we don't think like us in here. You know, in here, we're born again. If we're born again, this is all new. It's a new creation in God. And he created us a new man exactly like him. He put the Spirit of God in us, the Holy Spirit, in us. He lives in us. The Word says that Christ is in us, the hope of glory. So he's inside of us. But this thing up here just didn't get the message. You know what I mean? It's got to be trained. And do you know what else, guys? Our body can be trained too. I figured that out. I can make it do what I want it to do. Because it's just really a little tag along anyway. It's just here so we can be here. Because we couldn't be here as a spirit if we didn't have this house to live in. Some people call it a car. It takes us everywhere we go. But we have to have our body. But really, it's the weakest thing about us. And our soul still has to be renewed. So what? that's what we're going to talk about tonight is the renewing of our soul realm. The renewing of our mind. Hallelujah. Um, so let's have Romans 12, 2 up there, please. So we need to be, not be conformed, but we need to be transformed. You guys know what a transformer is? You know, it's something that turns into something else, isn't it? Well, that's, that's what we do. That's what happens up here. We need this transformed to be something else to match this, this heart. So what we, we're going to read Romans 12 too, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Well, conform just means to fashion like or to make in the same pattern. So you know what? We came into this thing being conformed to the world, didn't we? We acted just like the world because guess what? We were a part of the world. Before we became born-again Christians, we were the world. So that's why we have to be transformed. And transformed means to become different. It's, it's, a, um, it's like that term metamorphosis where you turn into something completely different, completely changed. Well, I'm telling you tonight that the Word of God has the ability to change us and turn us into something brand new, just like our brand new man inside. The Word is the only thing that has the power to do it. 
and we're the ones that have to get the word in us, right? Praise the Lord. And you know what, guys? We're supposed to look different. A lot of times people don't want to change to look like the word and like God because they don't want to be different than the world. They came out of the world, they felt comfortable in the world, and they don't want their friends bothering them about being different. Have you ever known that to happen? So we have a lot of peer pressure. Now, peer pressure didn't quit when we got out of high school. Did you know it? I mean, we still fight peer pressure. It's the pressure of the world to keep God out of us and us out of God. That's what the pressure is. That's the only pressure that the world can put on us is to try to keep us away from God. Well, you know what? It isn't going to work because we found out what happens when we get in the Word. We get more powerful in God. We love more in God when we get in the Word. We become more anointed for things when we're in the Word. So we've already found out it works better for us to be in the Word. And we're, we're not going to listen to the enemy because we're supposed to not look like the world. They're supposed to look like us. Hallelujah. The renewing of our mind changes us into another person. That word conform just means to go back, to continue to look like we still did, like after we got saved. We're not going to be conformed. Now, you know what? We had to hear that because there's there's chance that we never would conform or we never would get transformed. We were in that state of being conformed to the world and God had re, has to reveal to us there's a transformation that can take place in us. And that's what we have to go after it. We shouldn't desire to look like anybody else or be like anybody else. That's not Christian. That's not godly. We don't need to look like the world and then go to, go to church and try to play two fields. We can't do that. Either we're in or we're out, folks. You know, we just need to go all the way with God. And it'll be a lot easier when we do that. You know, we just don't uh, serve him when we want to and do things when we want to, but we just stay with him and just keep growing in him. Amen? Hallelujah. We want to be changed to look like Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what he wants too. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3 and verse 18 says, uh, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when we look at the Word, the Holy Spirit reveals it and reflects it like a spiritual mirror. The Word is a mirror to us. We look in, and it gets on us, and we look like it. That's how it works. Now, you know in a natural mirror, when you look in at yourself, you, you see yourself, right? Now, that's the only way you're ever going to see yourself, because you sure ain't going to look in your own face, for real. I mean, I'm not going to be able to look into this thing without looking in a mirror, you know. And you know what? We begin to trust that. We trust that's really how we look when we look into a mirror. Amen? So when we're looking into the Word, we've got to trust that that is us. What the Word says about us, we've got to trust that that's that mirror. That's us. That's us. And it's reflect Jesus is reflecting on us. That's what we have to trust. That's how the Word works. We get our face in it, and we begin to look like the Word. Isn't that a great thought? How would you like to look like the Word? How would it be to look like the Word all the time? Hallelujah. That's possible. It's possible to look like the Word, to look like Jesus. He is the living Word, you know, and that's who we'll look like. Hallelujah. Um. And so a lot of people say, well, I don't want to believe anything I can't see. Well, that's not really true. That, that isn't really how they feel because they believe in the wind, I'm sure. You know, and we can believe in the things of the Spirit even though we can't see them. And I bet they believe in the cloud. You know what the cloud is? Yeah, when I heard the cloud, I thought, the what? But you know what? I found out the cloud works, and I believe it. I didn't believe the cloud at first. I, I couldn't see it. 
that's how we are as human beings. If we can't see something, that's, we don't want to believe it. But that's a carnal way of thinking. A carnal person is just someone that doesn't have God in them. And that's how uh, the world, per se, looks at things. They look at the things they can see, the things they can touch or hear, what they can hear. They believe that. But they don't want to believe in the supernatural or in the spiritual things. And we have to believe spiritually if we believe in the Father, amen, and believe the Word. We've got to look at things spiritually, not naturally. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The, what the Word does is it, it brings a supernatural cleansing and washes over our mind. It's a cleansing of the mind. It purifies and sanctifies or sets apart our mind. Now, our spirit man, the real man in us, he's already been sanctified as much as he's going to be. He's not going to change any at all. But this thing up here, this soul realm, has to be changed. And when we do, it's going to please us, but it's going to please the Father too as we begin to do it. It's a process. You know, we're going to be changing all the way through eternity. But we should get started on it now, don't you think? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What the Word will do, it'll help wash our mind of all of our past mistakes and failures. It'll wash our mind of uh, just the emotions and the things of the world that we went through. It'll wash our mind of all the lies that the devil keeps wanting to tell us. It washes our mind. And when our mind gets washed, it's the Spirit of God inside of us that's quickening the word that we're laying our eyes on to change our heart, to change our mind even. But our mind needs to get washed, and then it can see, and it can see the word, and it can agree with the word in us, the Spirit of God in us, the Spirit of the word, Christ in us, it agrees with our inside man, and then it can be manifested in our heart. Now, when I said we, have a, we are a spirit, we live in a body and we have a soul, well, we also, all, of, all three parts of this, is put together and connected by our heart because there's so much in the Word about the heart. When we read about the heart, a lot of people think, well, that's our spirit, well, that's our soul, well, that's... It's the middle, it's the center, it's the core of all of us, every part of us. It's the thing that ties it all together. It's the seat of control. It's our conscience. It's where our decisions are made. So the, the heart is so valuable in um, uh, taking the deposits of the word that we get when we look into the word. It receives those deposits, our heart does. And that's when we can be transformed and changed. It's when we receive those deposits of the word. Now, if we can receive the deposits of the word, we can do, deceive, and we're not looking at the word later, or anybody that's not looking at the word, they receive deposits too, but not of the word. It works the same in the realm of darkness. That's how people can get so corrupt. That's how the world has gotten so corrupt because there's so much out there to look at and there's so much out there to read. There's so much out there to entertain us and capture all of our attention that we don't have any attention on God. And then those deposits that they have gotten through their looking and seeing, because that's how carnal people live, you know, by their senses. All of those things that they've gotten come right on into their heart. And, of course, we live out of our heart. The Bible says that um, the, we speak out of our heart. From out of the, we speak out of the abundance of our heart. Amen? So that's the same with people that aren't born again and don't serve God. They're speaking out of the abundance of their heart when they're slandering God or they're cussing somebody out. That's the abundance of their heart. That's what's been put in, but not in us not in born-again Christians. Now, we could, if we just laid back and did nothing about the Word, we could get some of that contamination in us too because, trust me, we're going to look at something. 
we're going to read something. We're going to have some kind of thinking, and it might be stinking thinking, and then you're going to be a Christian inside, and you're not even going to look like one on the outside. And that's no witness for the Lord at all. That's not going to help the kingdom of God, is it? Praise God. So, um, praise the Lord. Did we, did we yet put up uh, Ephesians 4.22? I don't think so. Okay. You can go ahead and put it up there, Kelly. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, when, when we get in the Word and we look at the Word, the Word shapes us. It makes us different. It shapes us into something else, our soul realm. Because like I said, our born-again man is everything he needs to be. But we need for this, our soul and our heart, to look the same way in order to live that kind of a life. So Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says this, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man. That's the man we were talking about which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That means put on the new man in our soul realm, in our thinking, our mind, our will, and our emotions. We put on Christ. And how are we going to put on Christ if he comes through the soul realm, how are we going to put him on unless we're looking and we're seeing and we're thinking about him? Because everything happens out of a thought. You know, when a, when a craftsman builds something, he doesn't just go in there and start throwing stuff together, does he? Because he would have a mess. So what he does is he has a thought. In his mind, he has a picture. Because we don't think in words either, you know. We think in pictures. So he has a picture of what he wants to create. And then he puts it together. And hopefully it comes out exactly as he had planned. Well, that's how thoughts are. That's how anything we do starts. It starts with a thought. I think I'm going to go to the grocery store. You don't just get in your car and then think you're going to go to the grocery store, do you? Well, you shouldn't. But, you know, I mean, you might, you might be going somewhere else. But you think about what you do or say before you say it. It's a thought. We speak our thoughts. Our thoughts become words. <coughs> Hallelujah. That's how God created us. We were a thought in his mind, and he spoke it out. He spoke out that word, and we were created. That's how we can, that's how we can change our life as well. We think God's thoughts. We think on the word of God and until it gets so big in us and so full in us that that's what we speak. And that's what's created then. We speak that out. When we're quoting the word, that's exactly what we're doing. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, that was a thought before I spoke it. Okay. <clears throat> I am filled with the power of God. I am full of the anointing of God. I have Christ living in me. See, these are thoughts I have, and they're coming out. I'm speaking them, and they're manifesting. That's how it works. Now, I know that sounds easy, but that's how it works. But if we don't get in the Word enough to convince ourselves of the truth, we won't say it because we won't believe it. Most times we won't even remember it. But we get with it. We hang with the Word till we're so, so sold on it, so bought into it, that nothing can take it away, that we know that's how it is. That's how deep the word has to be in us. It's not a casual looking at the word. 
It's a looking deep into the Word. It's actually looking in the Word with the eyes of your spirit man. It's, it's, um, it's being full of the Spirit and praying and then going to the Word and He's revealing it as you're reading it. That's what makes Bible reading fun. Bible reading's not fun if you don't have the Spirit on it. So if you haven't been having fun reading the Bible... You need to get the Spirit on it. Pray that God would enlighten your eyes to it. That he would show you by the Holy Ghost what it means. That's what we have to do if we want to be changed. And I want to be changed, don't you? I want to be changed to be more like God. So when I'm around people, I can act around them like Jesus acted around them. When they say, could you pray for me? Pray for them and they raise up whole and well. That's what we're capable of in him when he's so in us to that point. That he's what we live and breathe. I love that song we sang tonight, breathe on me. We need to say that. We need to believe that. We need to take that in. We need to make that deposit in our heart. God will breathe on us if we want him to. He'll breathe, the, he'll breathe life into us. Breathe, breathe life into our life, into our families, into our body. He breathes on us every day as we take it in. Amen. That's what I want. Do you want it too? Hallelujah. How did I get on that when I was reading that other verse? <laughs> okay, so we're supposed to put off that old man and put on that new man. That, what I've been saying tonight is exactly what that does. We put on that new man, Jesus Christ, that's in us. We put on that nature that's in us, the nature of God in us. We put that on in our, the rest of our body and in our heart so we can live it out. If we don't go any farther than just getting born. Now, being born again is awesome. I'm not putting that down. But if we don't go any farther than that, if we just get born again and then we just go do anything we want and don't even act like we've been saved, that's not going to take us anywhere. You know, that is, that's a slam in the face of the blood, in Jesus' face and in his blood. He died for us to be saved. But he died for us to be saved and live saved. To live like we're saved. That's what he died for. Because he loved us so much. We didn't have to do anything to get this amazing thing. He just gave it to us because he loved us. He sent Jesus to die for us. He paid an amazing price for us to live a God-filled life. That's what I'm talking about. Not a mundane life, not a carnal life. Christians can still live carnal life. You know that? Because all a carnal person does is just never connects with God. And so people that don't hang on the word, that don't seek God, don't have communion with God, they're like part of the church sometimes. You know, it ought to show up. If we don't ever look different to the world, the world's not going to ever change. They're going to think, what do I need that for? You look like me. And maybe even worse, hallelujah. Praise God. So we're supposed to be different than the world. Uh, look at Proverbs 23, 6, and 7. I'm doing good, huh, Callie? I told her I might not <clears throat> go in the order. Praise God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart... So he is. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Now, I wasn't in here on Sunday morning, but <clears throat> someone told me that. Pastor did preach on our thoughts. And I talked to the Lord about it, and I said, well, I don't want to preach the same word, Father. And he said, well, if I have you preach the same word, it's because they need it. They didn't get it on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm sure it's not coming out the same by any means, but... Anyway, this scripture right here, uh, first I wanted to tell you what a, a miser is, because I had to look it up. I didn't think it was very good, but I looked it up. It's a person who's really seasoned with darkness. Um, 
And it comes from getting so deep into what they believe that's wrong that they just, they're just bad and they don't even have to try. You know, he's just, he's just a miser. And they're selfish. A miser's really selfish and greedy. And, and I looked up that and it says, and they have an evil eye. And it's just like the spirit of the world, isn't it? That looks to me just like spirit of the world because it's so opposite of God. You know, God's not selfish or greedy. God is, is love. And when we connect with him, love gets on us, not selfishness. So anyway, uh, we're not supposed to hang out with this person. We're not supposed to trust this person and not to desire his delicacies, it says. But what I think that the biggest thing here is we're not to uh, entertain his dishonest words or his actions. Don't be involved with people that don't believe like you do, that don't want God, don't want to be changed. Don't hang out with them. I'm not saying don't ever be around them. You ought to be so prayed up. We should be so prayed up and full of God that maybe we rub off on them. But we don't want to get on somebody that's stronger in the dark realm than we are in the light realm because what that's going to do is rub off on us. And we won't even know it till later. So he's just saying don't, don't trust him. He said don't, hang, don't tr trust him because um, he's a liar. And it said, um, I put my scripture back. His heart's not with you. It means what he's saying is not the truth. He's dishonest in his heart. And so we don't want to have anything to do with that. Praise God. You know, Adam and Eve would never have fallen had they not exchanged their thoughts of God for the thoughts of the devil. That's all they did. Well, they just started listening to the wrong voice. And we could do that too. I mean, we could start out going down the right road, you know, and just following God, being hot for God, um, staying hot for God, being on fire, turning people around for God, and then hear something else and get turned around. I've seen it. And the person looks like a whole entirely different person the next time you see them. You know, we can't do that. We don't want to hang out with darkness. Hallelujah. Associations affect us greatly, who we hang with. Hallelujah. Um, Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10.5. we got to watch out what we hear, too. Our spirit man picks up on the word of God because Jesus Christ is in here. So when we hear the word of God, he bears witness with that and seals that up in our heart when we begin to believe it and when we receive it. But there are thoughts we can have that are not from the spirit of God. And they could be from the spirit of darkness because the enemy will send those thoughts. You know, he, it's not above him to try to change us to go his way. He, he keeps on, he knows all of our weaknesses and he knows the spots where we're vulnerable. And he does try to change us. But we have to stay focused on what we're hearing in the word and not another voice. This scripture says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That right there says we can have those thoughts, but we can also bring them into captivity and not let them get past here, not let them get down in our heart. We cast them off by praying and believing God. Hallelujah. Whatever thought that we entertain needs to be discerned by the Holy Spirit. That's one of his jobs in us is to discern what's coming in. He'll, he'll discern if it's right or if it's wrong. You, you all know, I know you've heard, heard in your heart sometimes, um, you've heard, now I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. You know, you get a little scratchy feeling. Maybe somebody invites you to go somewhere and do something with them that you just know is not a place you need to be. You know, and, and maybe for a while our mind will justify it and Say, well, it'll be okay. You'll probably influence them instead of them influence you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, unless that's the Lord speaking, you don't want to hear it. But God will show us if we listen. 
if we're filled up with the word, if we've been looking at the word, we've been pulling on the word, God will show us by the Holy Spirit and discern right or wrong, do it or don't do it. And that's when obedience comes in. That's how we walk then. When God discerns and tell us, tells us what to do, and he'll tell us by the word what we're to be doing and what we're to be saying and thinking for that matter. Hallelujah. <clears throat> um, we can refuse that thought. You know, and I, I've practiced this a lot. Well, you have to. You know, a thought comes and you know, well, that's not from God. That thing hurts me. You know, that thought hurts my heart. Or that thought makes me really mad. Those aren't thoughts we need to entertain. So those are the ones we just cast off in Jesus' name. We don't have to have them. We can refuse wrong thinking. Hallelujah. And we can do that because the Holy Spirit will help us to do that. He's our helper. All we have to do is call on him. Praise God. So let's go now to, um, oh, let's wait. Let's not do that. So as we think in our heart, we are. However we think, whatever we're thinking, if we're thinking right thoughts, that's who we are. We're thinking the right way. We're, we're following God and we're living after God. If, we're, if we're all, all we have are dark thoughts or all we have are carnal thoughts, you know, like I said earlier, carnality is not necessarily sin, but all sin is carnality. But carnality is just not being hooked up to God, living like you want to, and just living according to our senses. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's out of those deposits in our heart that we do live and move and have our being. Praise God. 1 Timothy 4.15. Now in this passage, um, Paul had just got done counseling Timothy in the word concerning Timothy's ministry, talking to him. You know, Timothy was a young minister, and Paul kind of come up behind him and helped him to grow. Well, I know it's for Timothy's ministry, and he was a minister, but this is good for all of us. This is just good stuff for us to know. To meditate on these things, Paul said. Give yourself entirely to them. Everything he had been telling them, him to do out of the word. That your progress may be evident to all. He was telling them how he should talk and walk and how he should have faith and stay in love and walk a clean life. That's what he was telling Timothy. But he said, meditate on these things. Now, if you know what meditation is, some people that don't know about God, they're probably thinking of a different kind of meditation, where that's where you don't think about anything. But the meditation I'm talking about is when we look at the Word, we talk the Word, we pray the Word, and we can study the Word. And when you do that, when you continually think on the word that you've looked at and you meditate it that way and then you just begin to say it and say it to yourself. Say it to yourself. I am the healed. I am the prosperous. And then you look at that, that scripture you just read about that and then you say, I am the healed. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. And then think about it. You know, we're too quick, people. We're too quick to read a verse and shut the book. We're too quick to lay it down quick and go do something else. The word to get in us, the power of the word, we've got to know it's big. The word's big and inclusive. To get the word in us takes some time. It takes some dedication and some devotion. It takes time spent with him. It takes a hunger for him. And God will create that. He said he would. And when I'm telling you all this, you're thinking probably how much work that is. No. God said he'd help us. Philippians 2.13. He said he'd create the inner, or the power and the desire in us to will and to do. So if he's going to do it in us, what are we waiting on? Why are we not asking him for help if we can't do it? If we find it hard to do these things that God's asked us to do, we need to call on the Lord to help us. And how he helps us is through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You know the Holy Spirit will make you holy because he'll show you the word that is holy. That's got the spirit on it. And that word's what makes us holy. It's not, it's not about us 
working to do, to do. You know, a lot of people think they don't want to come to church. There's just too many do's and don'ts. Well, you're going to be doing and don'ting anyway. It's just not going to be doing it for God. We're, we're people. We're going to look like people. It's just the only difference is it's got to have the fragrance. Our life has to have the fragrance of God on it to make it worth anything. Don't live, we don't want to live our life in vain and never do what God asks us to do. We can't do these things without the Word. We can't do the Word without the Word. We can't, but we've got to really want it. You've got to really want it. Do you want it? Do you want it? Say, I want it. I want the Word. I want the word. I want the life of God in me. I want the grace of God working in me. This is not a solemn message. This is a happy message because we found a way for him to live in us. Hallelujah. He wants to shine in us. And we got the resources. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Our newborn spirit man has never changed. He won't throughout all of eternity. We just need to change the way we think. If we change the way we think, we'll change the way we walk. We'll change the way we live. If we change the way we think, we can't just keep thinking the same old junk and expect to be different. And expect to please God. It's faith that pleases God. We ain't ever going to have no faith if we don't get our hearts set in the Bible, in the Word of God, in the Holy Bible. We have to do this. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit to work it in us. Get our face in the book. Get our heart in the right place. We can do it. <coughs> you guys are the people. You are the children of God. We are that can do it. We've got the right pastor, the right shepherd, teaching us week after week, pouring out his heart to us to change us. Why? Are we not doing it? Why? It's possible. It's possible. That's what it is. We haven't believed we can. And to be honest, without the word, we can't. But we've got the word. And we've got the teacher of the word the Holy Spirit, who teaches us the Word. Praise the Lord. I don't mean to sound hard and rough. I know Pastor Jerry said, um, when he's talking about, when he's teaching at the Golden Vessels, he says, she'll really crack the whip. Well, I thought, I don't do that. <laughs> do I crack the whip? So I asked him in the last meeting, and they just laughed. <laughs> but I'm not trying to crack any whip. I'm just trying with everything in me, with every breath I'm speaking, I'm trying to convince you, and I'm not the convincer the Holy Spirit is. But he's trying, yeah, that's it. He's trying to convince you through me to do this. That's how much he wants it. God wants this more than we do, but we need to want it too because we need to want what he wants, and we need to actually hate what he hates. You know, that's really truly the fear of the Lord when we want what God wants and hate what God hates. Praise God. But this thing of getting in the word, you know what? The word is such a delight and a treasure 
there's times I can't hardly pull myself away from I mean, when the Holy Spirit is sitting there with you, teaching you this word, showing you what it means in your own little simple mind, sometimes, you know, I think I I'm, don't learn easy. He teaches me. I get it because of the Spirit of God. But if he can teach me, he can teach anybody. Seriously. I believe that. He can teach the most simple person the most profound truths that will change their life and the life of the people around them. God can do it. And he wants to. He wants to. Don't you want to want what he wants? I do. Praise the Lord. So meditate. Meditate on the word. <clears throat> Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. He's telling Timothy, sorry, Kelly. He's telling Timothy, take heed to the word. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself. Now, Timothy's born again. But he said, you will save both yourself and others. Hallelujah. Those who hear you. The ones who hear you will be saved if you do this. If you continue in this word, he said. That's good, that's good teaching for us. Hallelujah. And Joshua, you know, uh, God told Joshua to meditate the word when? Day and night. That's a lot of meditating. But we can do that. Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and been thinking about the Word? That Word is just working. It's working all the time. This doesn't ever shut down. You know that. So something's going to be going on all the time. We might as well have enough Word in us that it can just mull around in there all night long. Hallelujah. And I'm up in the middle of the night sometimes in the Word, so it can really mull around in me. And I know you guys... Probably are too, depending on your schedules. Praise the Lord. So meditation is rolling it over in our mind and speaking it. It's staying with it till the deposit's been made in your heart. It's whatever we think and meditate on is what shapes us, and it shapes the others around us. And it also works on the deep side, the dark side too. Everything does. Every spiritual principle works in the area of darkness as well as it does. <laughs> in the realm of light. So do you think um, serial killers just get up one day and decide to be a serial killer? No, they've meditated on it. They have planned it till it has absolutely captured their heart and they couldn't act any different if they wanted to. Hallelujah. That's how meditation works. So let's use it for our good. God's the one that created that. He's the one. That's what he wants us to do. It's his word, not the devil's, not the world's word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Romans 8. I told you I always preach out of Romans 8 because Pastor Jerry loves Romans 8. Let's go to verse 5. Praise the Lord. I love Romans 8 too. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, when you set your mind on the things of the flesh, those things of the flesh, remember, they are temporal. They don't last. They won't hold water in the end. Those wrong thoughts and wrong beliefs, they don't last Hallelujah. They won't help you in the end. But life and peace is eternal in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going scanning through these because I've said most of it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What are, whatever we set our mind on is exactly how we're going to live, whether we like it or not. We may not like how we look. We may not like how we live. And if we don't, we need to think about where we set in our mind. And if we're, not, if we're not living like we want to, we know how to get that right. 
because the Bible tells us how to live every way. People will say, well, I wish when you had kids, they came with a manual. Well, here it is. That's the manual for life. It's the manual for the babies, for the kids, and the teenagers, and all of us older people. It's the manual how to live. And we can read the Bible over and over many, many times, and you'll get something new every time because it's living. It's the only living book there is on planet Earth. It's living word. And I have a lot of them, so I can just wear them all out if I want to. But that's how we do it. We do it with the word of God. We get changed by the word. Praise the Lord. Um, the world lives, like I said earlier, world lives carnal. And so if it feels good, do it. That's what the world thinks. A lot of the times the things we need to do in God don't always feel good. You know, it's going to scratch our flesh sometimes. And our flesh maybe won't like it. But we're live, if we're living according to God's word, we do it and then we're better off in the end. But we don't just live how we feel. <clears throat> we will to live for God. Praise the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, Paul is talking to the church here. And he said, for you're still carnal. Whew. I, I don't want that to be said about us, do you? I don't want us to be carnal. For where there is envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? He's lining them out, isn't he? Well, the Corinthian church had some problems growing up. And that's why this could be said of them. Because they had problems. They had envy and strife in the church. You know, we look at it in the world and the people of the world, we think how wrong it is. But we got to you know, look at ourselves and see if we have any kind of that in our heart. You know, it starts out here. It can get in here. That's where it goes as a deposit in our heart if it's not checked by the Word. But the Holy Spirit will show us when we're erring, and He can line us out. He can tell us when to change. He can tell us. He'll speak to us and say, you know, it looks like maybe you're thinking a little bit too much about that. You're putting too much emphasis on that material item you have. You're spending too much time with it. The Holy Spirit can do that. Just those little things, those simple things in the beginning, if we will check them, we might not have to be checked on the big things because we won't let our life go there, praise God. Hallelujah. So um, spirit living is living the life God has given us, led by the heart. Holy Spirit, but carnal thinking is allowing our mind to be not dominated by the physical realm. Whatever feels good, do it, and we're not going to live like that. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, it says, But as it is written, eye is not seen, nor ear is heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But... It kind of sounds like we're not going to know the heads up thing, right? But God has revealed them to us through his Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. You know God is deep. He's really deep. Read the word and we will know he's deep. That's why it takes us, the Holy Spirit, to figure things out. Because I don't think I could get anything out of it without the Holy Spirit. You know, I tried to do that one time um, before I got saved. I tried, I thought, I knew my mom had read the word and had grown up, you know, knowing to go to church and all that. I, but I didn't, I wasn't connected. I wasn't, um, I just knew, I just got married and had a little baby. And I just knew something was missing. So I just started reading the word. But I couldn't make heads or tails of it. You know, there was no light on it because there was no light in me. But right after that, I got saved. And then the light came on, and I thought, well, this is a good book. You know, I saw it entirely different. And I still do. When I get more light on it, I see it different. 
I can take it in better. Hallelujah. Praise. Am I boring you guys? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We'll always have thoughts. We'll never get away from not having any thought in our head. We have thoughts. They might as well be God's thoughts, don't you think? I mean, we need that. We need our soul, our mind to be renewed. So that is what we think. Because if that's what we're thinking about all the time, then that's what's going to come up out of us is the word or something on the word or life. You're going to talk about things that bring life, things that are good and healthy and whole. And if we're putting the word in all the time, we're going to be better able to walk in love. Because God is love. And the Bible says in John 1, 1, um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when we're looking at love all the time, don't you think it's going to rub off on us? God is love, and He loved us so much. That's why He's made a way for us to live in the fullness of Him. Not just exist and go to heaven, but live in Him really Enjoy our life in Him and help others to know Him when we can get the Word in us, when we can get our mind renewed. And the only way we can do it is get the Word in. But we've got to have our mind renewed to think different thoughts, to think God thoughts, because God thinks deep thoughts. In Psalm 95, excuse me, 92, 2 verse 5, it says, O Lord, how great are your works! Your thoughts are very deep. His thoughts are very deep. His thoughts, we can say his thoughts are beyond our understanding, and they are without the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can reveal God's word to us, and he will do that because God created us with the capacity to know his thoughts. These are his thoughts. If he didn't create us to know this, this would be no good to us. God will show us his thoughts and reveal them to us, and we can live out of his thoughts. Praise God. Because we'll be living, we'll be living out of the word that's sown into our heart that comes through our mind, getting our mind renewed. Then the word goes in our heart, and we'll live out of our heart. Hallelujah. We're actually living out of our heart all the time anyway. So if our mind is not renewed, we're living out of whatever we're putting in our mind. We're believing whatever's going in. It's, it's uh, taking those deposits. Our heart is getting those deposits all the time of everything we take in, our thought realm. So it needs to be the word, amen? Hallelujah. His word can transform us. His thoughts can transform us. Jeremiah 29, 11. God had thoughts of us before he even formed us. For I know, does that make you feel good? That God thought about us before we were ever born. He knew all about us, really. He knew you were going to be married to Kathy. He knew every, he knew you were going to have two kids and who they'd be and who, what you'd name them. God knows everything. His thoughts are deep, but his thoughts regarding us are filled with love because that's what he is. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. That's what God thinks of us. Hallelujah. He wants us to have a future and a hope. We need God's thoughts on all matter, on everything. On what we do, we need his thoughts on what we say and how we live. And we need his thoughts on raising our kids. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, Psalm 139, this is our last verse. Praise the Lord. 139 with verse 1 and 2. And then we'll go to 17 later, Kelly. <clears throat> 39. One and two. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. 
God sees our thoughts, and he knows them. He knows what we're thinking all the time. But I love that it says, you've searched me, and you've known me, and he still loves us. He loves us. I love that he loves us. And verse 17 said, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. His thoughts to us. Hallelujah. His thoughts to us are the word. And he calls it precious. The word is precious in that. God's word is precious to, uh, to us in that. It's, it is, something that's precious is valuable. Hallelujah. Thinking his thoughts can change our heart and transforms us into his image. And you know what? We are, we've been predestined to be in his image. Jesus wants us to look just like him. And if we look just like the word, we look just like him because he is his word. And I want that. I want to look like the word because if I look like the word, I'm going to be able to love better, love people better. I'm going to be able to walk in the anointing better, to know the anointing of God. I'm going to be able to take power, authority over the power of the enemy because he's in me. The power of God is inside of us. Hallelujah. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. Think about it. Now, see, these are the kind of things that we can meditate on and get changed because though they're not just, you're not just reading a scripture, these are truths of the word. And as we meditate on them, take them in, meditate on them, think about them. Think about how that could be in me. How does that work in me, God? Think about how much God loved us to equip us the way he has. It's amazing. It's amazing that a God that's that big, that great, who's that grand can be so involved with all of us individually. We're unique to him. We're perfect in his eyes. He sees us from our spirit man. We're perfect in his eyes. He wants us to change our thought life for us. That's what's going to help us. It's not something he needs you to do. We, he needs us to do for him. He would love it because if we're in better shape, walking better, and looking more like him, it's going to be better for us. That's all he's concerned about. So if it's better for us, wouldn't it be a win-win to do that? Praise God. Praise God. So I hope what you take away tonight is that you do want to be changed. Number one, we have to want to. Want to be different. Want to be more like God. We have to want to first. And then we have to apply our heart to something. We have to put our, our mind, our thought life in a place where it can draw on the word of God and deposit that in our heart that our lives can be changed. That's all we have to do. It's called yielding. That's really all God ever asks us to do is to yield, isn't it? He never asks us to do anything that's too hard. It's usually simple. It may not be easy, but it's usually a simple thing. I get simple things, and I get easy things, but simple's good for me. I like simple things, and God will do that for us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, we're going to close now, so if you guys want to stand up, we'll pray, and you'll be dismissed. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you for being attentive. Thank you for hearing the word tonight. When I prayed today, I prayed that every heart in this place would be opened and be like a sponge to receive the word. So whether you got too little or you didn't get enough or you got too much, I believe you got something. Praise the Lord. And I believe that you're going to take it away, take away with you, take it with you, and you're going to meditate on that word and you're going to let God just go from there. 
And I, I believe with all my heart we're going to be a hungrier people after God because that's what it's going to take. We've got to be hungrier for Him and be more in love with Him. Once we get hungry for Him and we start drawn to Him, we're going to be more in love with Him too. Praise God. This getting our thought realm changed will help us to love God more. So, Father, we are grateful and thankful. I'm thankful, Father, for every heart here tonight. And I really believe, Lord, that you've enlarged us. I believe you've increased us, Lord. You've went into places in our heart that we've not had you before. I believe, Father, that you'll continue moving by the Spirit inside of each one of these believers, changing us, causing us to want you more, to draw closer to you, causing us to love you more, causing us to walk a deeper walk with you, Father. I believe you for that tonight. Help us. Help us, God, to come closer. Help us to be everything you've called us to be. Help us to long for you, to long for the word of God like we never have before. And as we take it in, Lord, I thank you ahead of time for changing us and making us more like you in your image as you created us. We give you all the praise and the glory and the thanks for all that you've done this night. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.